0: Welcome back to the Coach Emery Show. I am your host, Coach Emery, a.k.a. Emery McMillan. And today I have with me a super dope individual. If you don't know who she is and you're about to, and you're going to be very excited that you did. So stay and watch the whole thing. It's a lot of dope information. This is Jasmine Leva, ladies and gentlemen. She has a lot to talk about, but I'm going to let her introduce herself. And then I'm going to dive in like I always do.
1: Oh, my gosh. So I am so happy to be on your show, Coach Emery. And I'm an entertainment professional. I produced and directed a feature-length documentary called *The Invisible Vegan*, and it's tackling, you know, the health disparities in African American communities. Something we need to talk about a little bit more. And then I've also been a producer on, you know, shows from *America's Got Talent*, *Behind the Music*, um, and some other documentary-style shows. And aside from from that, I've also been in front of the camera too. So.
0: Okay. Okay. So now that you've dived into that, I wanna I want to ask some questions about that. First of all, how did you get started in that industry in the first place?
1: Oh, okay. So I, I was that kid that was watching TV and I would be like, Oh, if I directed this, I would do this and that. And then in school, I was in the school plays, always starring in the school plays. And I started writing plays. So ever <laughs> since I was young, it was almost like it was in my DNA. And then when I went to school, of course. Um, I think I started out as a marketing major at, at Georgia State, and i was just like, wait, what am I doing? Jazz, you love TV and film. So I went to California, became a TV major, and kind of like the rest is history. Like, I came out of school, worked a TV internship, and then just kept going.
0: Okay. I like that. I like that. So for anybody out there who is in that stage of pivoting and shifting, like, a career or a major Right. Since you said you were doing something completely different in Georgia State and then you pivoted. Right. Mm -hmm. What was the defining moment for that pivot? Like what gave you the kind What was the thing that said, you know what, this is the moment I need to do it.
1: You know, I think you just always have that. It's not even an aha moment. Like if you are doing something that you don't want to be doing, if you're doing something that does not resonate with your spirit, you are going to get a constant reminder every day. Because your existence, if somebody can grade your existence, it just, it's just going to feel like, why do I feel like I'm getting a C on life every day? A C day? on life? <laughs> a, C on life? Okay. a C on life. So if you feel like you're a C on life, then it's just like, you know what? I'm getting a C every day. It, it's time for me to shoot for A plus and right. try something different.
0: Okay. Now, was that an easy transition for you or was it tough?
1: I don't, you know what? I think the idea of transitioning is always harder than the actual transition. So if there's something that you wanna do, like I was in Georgia State going to school for marketing and then in my head, I'm like, but I really wanna go to California and major in TV. In my head, you know, that transition felt big. Like, ah, that's so much, moving across country, getting all my stuff, being with all my family, it felt big. But then when I did it, it was just like, oh, this wasn't even really that hard.
0: So gotcha.
1: I, I I think the idea of transition can be worse than the transition itself.
0: That's like most things. I like that. I like that you said that because I know a lot of people who are on the fence about switching, whether it be careers, majors, relationships, um, song titles, album titles, whatever it may be. I think that you just really dove into something that's super major and the fact that it's always worse in your head. Mm -hmm. it's always worse in your head so um I want I want to share just like a really brief introduction of how we met so I don't know if you you want to do that or you want me to do it
1: go ahead I'll give you the mic
0: all right I'm gonna tell my version of it and then you can tell your (laughs) version of it so we were both speaking at a panel with one of our good friends Talisha and it was super dope. It was based about people who were entrepreneurs and who were helping people, just inspire people with different life-changing situations and things that they were doing. And it was just a dope, super dope. It was all virtual it was during COVID. And I had never yeah. met Jasmine before that, right? I never met her before that. And I got to the panel. I didn't know who I was speaking. It was so many people. And then I'm like, wait, am I am I speaking right now? Like to, Like today? And I somehow I had the information off about my like my my time slot, so I popped in and you were talking, and I heard something about a mermaid. I'm like, what? I'm like, wait, 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 hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. A mermaid. So I'm like, okay, maybe this is like a nickname. Maybe it's like a coaching name. Maybe this is like a a title, right? You know. So I'm listening, trying to find out what the relation is, and then I'm I'm hearing the story that you like went across the world. And, like, actually became a certified mermaid. Like, is, is that the correct term for it?
1: Yeah. I'm a certified, so, certified academy-certified mermaid.
0: Academy certified mermaid. So I'm like, yo, this is this is different. I've never heard anybody say that before. And now I'm intrigued because I never knew it was a thing. So I'm like, this is really, really cool. And so then... I'm listening more and more and more to what you're talking about. And you try to talk about a lot of different things. And I won't break that down right now, but um, you talked about a lot of things in your presentation, and it was such a well, a well-rounded presentation. And I'm like, yo, this person's dope. This person is super, super dope. Like you went from talking about like personal stuff that made you want to make that trip. And then you went all the way back full circle to how you came back and like wanted to inspire more people to take the trip or take any kind of trip to just change their lives. I'm like, yo, this is dope. Like she don't even realize she's coaching right now. She's the coach. She ain't even, she don't even know she's doing it. So um, I was just like, wow, this is super dope. And then we ended up like chatting in the messages for like the, the uh, speakers. And then we just kind of connected from there. So um, that's my version of it. So, okay. And
1: so, and what's funny, you know, just how when individuals are supposed to meet, like it it just happens. I remember going in on your talk and you were talking about how you have to always love yourself first. And before you deal with the world, you have to make sure you spiritually fortify yourself and have a morning routine. Like in the morning, give yourself love, like, you know, go on that walk. You need to go on, like talk to people who love you Fortify yourself before you start your work day. And the same way you were inspired by my whole ass mermaid journey, I was inspired by everything you were saying. And ever since, like even this morning, like I get up and I read my like calendar of wisdom and take in positive quotes. I read the Bible. I'm not Christian, but I do read the Bible and take a lot of messages from it. And then I do some exercises. Like that's how I start my day. And I kind of owe that routine to you. yeah i want i want
0: want royalties i want royalties (laughs) I (laughs) i want royalties and see that's the thing like you never know like who you're impacting right like as you were talking you were talking about the invisible vegan on your in your presentation um on that on that uh that talk as well and I started looking it up and seeing what was going on with that. I'm like, yo, this is major. Like, this is major. And you just hearing and talking about it like it's nothing. And I'm like, this is actually pretty damn big. And like, yo, this is huge. And the way you talk about all the projects that you do, like knowing you over time, the way you talk about all your projects, like you'd be hyped for like a second, but then you'd be like, all right, this is just, this is just work. This is just work. And I'm like, yo, do you realize like in the background, like. This is like studio, NBC studio, or some random like place studio. Like you just you're just cool with that. This is this is just work. Like, no, this is you know what I mean? This is goals right there. But um, I think that when you do what you love, sometimes you forget the hype of it because you're so happy to do what you love to do. And other people are like, yo, that's like the dream. And you're like, oh wait, it kind of is like,
1: yeah. Do you and ever honestly- get those moments? Oh, definitely. Like when, when things first happened, you know, like the first time I saw myself on a TV commercial, the mm-hmm. first time I saw my film on a big screen, like it feels so good. It makes you want to cry. But as far as like, you know, my attitude, when I'm talking about it, I think a lot of the most um, genuine people, to be honest, are the ones who operate from a sense of humility, right. you know? So I, I try to make sure I stay, I stay in that place. Like this, what I do, like it's actually, it's not something I do for clout. It's Mm -hmm. I did it because I was genuinely attached to the message. So when I'm talking about it, it's gonna come from that place instead of, you know, oh, let me put myself up on this pedestal. No, it's not about that. It's about the message.
0: I like that. That's super dope, man. And I I really, big shout out to to Alicia because I mean, this wouldn't even be happening without her. She's gonna be on the show too, so you know I'll be able to ask her a lot more questions as well um to dig into just everything that she's doing in her aspect but right now we're focused on this you now do you have any really cool nicknames?
1: Oh I know, what you- <laughs> I know I'm just what
0: wondering you're if you about. have any really, cool, really nicknames. cool
1: nicknames okay and what is so, it what's the
0: meaning behind those nicknames if you you know want to tell
1: So I'm an Aries. My moon sign is Leo, rising Aries, so I'm all fire. And this year, I did, at the beginning of the year, I started calling myself a dragon. And it's a kind of motivational tool I use, because whenever something's happening and I start feeling weak, you're like, Jazz, you're a dragon, bring the heat, bring the fire. Like, that's just what's going on in my head. That's how you do it? Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, didn't know all of
1: that. Yeah, just the way like dragons move, you know. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not, I'm not really a pack animal. Um, I have friends, but I, I just kind of see myself like I'm just that lone dragon soaring right. through. See something I don't like, it's like, no, I'm about to burn that all the way up. <laughs> My-
0: <laughs> Yo, wait, and what's crazy about you just mentioned something I never realized. Like, I've never seen, even like, obviously, you never really see a real dragon. But even in the movies, when they depict dragons, I've never seen more than two together. And the only Mm -hmm. time I saw more than two together was in Game of Thrones when she had three, but one of them didn't make it. But you never see more than two dragons. And even when you see two, it's rare. Like, they typically are on, on their own. And they move real graceful. But they also could just,
1: Fuck shit whole,
0: up. yeah, yeah, I was gonna <laughs> say that. I'm know, sorry, we allowed
1: to curse on here
0: no, you can not fucking say stuff like that on here. Great. Yeah, no, don't say no shit like that. Um, so listen, no, you can say whatever you want. Ooh, that was a nice thunder. Um, so I love that. I love that. It's um that that is a nickname. that is a concept that you've adopted, and it's helped you get through some of the things that you are experiencing throughout your life now I want to dive into the invisible vegan real quick right I want to talk shop for a second right it's actually a podcast about information so I kind of want to you know dive into some of that what made you want to talk about that on the level at which you were interviewing people and talking to people like tell people about this project and how it came about for you
1: so okay one of the reasons why I wanted to take this topic I'm gonna go off, but then I'm gonna, I'm gonna get back on point. So like, for example, my aunt, my aunt let me know that I think her cholesterol was high. She's pre-diabetic, her doctor was pretty much about to hit her with a bunch of pills. And she said, you know what? Let me try what my niece is talking about. Let me try this vegan diet. She tried a vegan diet. She goes back to the hospital. They're like, what are you doing? Your, your blood is clean. Your cholesterol levels have gone down and you don't need these pills. And I think a lot of communities, especially, you know, marginalized communities, they are not aware of the fact that these clogged arteries, this heart disease, a lot of the things they are suffering from are very preventable. Like even cancer, I'll be honest, I don't have the exact statistics, but just knowing things like people who eat plant-based, yeah, you can still get cancer, but it'll be like a 40% less chance. I mean, that's a big percentage. And one of the largest food studies in the world, the China, you know, the China study where they, again, don't quote me, but I think the number, they they did this test on like 25,000 people. Again, biggest, one of the biggest food studies that's ever been conducted. And it linked eating meat to cancer. Meanwhile, I'm learning this information. I'm just like, wait, I'm watching aunt after aunt, after grandma die of cancer. So I'm like, if there's anything I can do, especially in my family, to bring, you know, those numbers down, of course I'm going to entertain it. So a lot of people didn't know about the benefits of plant-based eating, so that's why I thought it was important to it. Like, hey, 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 we need the, we need this food that they giving us, mm-hmm. literally killing us. Right. Literally.
0: I like that. I like that, and I like that it came from a personal space for you. Um, with you being in an industry where it's film and television, it'd be very easy for you to just make a show. Right? But you did something that came from a, p- a place of a personal importance to you and also making sure that you were setting up not only the people that are here now, but the future legacy of your family to make sure that they, like, they know, like, hey, this is optional. Like, this is a choice. You know, like you said, it may not prevent everything, but it's going to lessen the chances of things. And I think that that's super dope that you did that and you shared it with people um, you had a lot of big names on that, you, um, you know, obviously your name is the biggest name on there. But tell me about some other people that were involved in the project.
1: Um, let's see, we had John Sally, mm. who, you know, when I told him about my idea, it was no hesitation. He was like, yes, you know, stick from Dead Prez, like his, his music, like he comes from conscious hip hop. Like when you right. look at what he rapped about, what he used his talent for, he used his talent to speak justice. Mm-hmm. So, same thing. When I reached out to him, it was a no-brainer. He's like, "I'm in." Same thing, Cedric the Entertainer. I, sh- I showed him like a trailer concept video for the the message that I want to send. I'm in, and it was like that for most of the people in the cast.
0: Now, like, are they all just the like where
1: I was coming from.
0: Now, were all the people that were in there? Are they were they already vegan, or were they kind of on the fence? So like, was there anybody in there that was like turned or transitioned by the the documentary while you were filming it?
1: The um the food um Dr. Psyche Williams Forson, mm-hmm. she was the food scholar I had in, in the documentary. She's not vegan. And yeah, a lot and in the film, she's making the point that you know a lot of times veganism comes across as, you know, uh, white mainstream trying to control black bodies. Right. So it, it's good whenever you're doing a film, like you have to be objective. Like if I went in and just got all vegans, then that's not me being the objective filmmaker. You have right. to get people who feel the opposite and hear them out. And I'm so glad that I put her point and her perspective in the film.
0: Yeah, that's dope. That's that's super cool, man. And I love that you formulated it that way because me, if I'd have made a film about vegans, I'd have just made it about vegans. It wouldn't have been nobody <laughs> else. But vegans, we vegan, we talking vegan, that's it. Nobody else. But you know the formula that works so that's dope that's super dope um so thank you for that documentary can you tell people where they can watch that documentary or how they can download it or where they can find it at
1: of course it's all over you can watch it on amazon prime you go on tubi tv and get it for free so uh no no excuses it's on youtube for free um you can go on my website and purchase it if you just want to directly give to me the invisiblevegan.com. And last but not least, the first Black female-owned streaming service, Quelly TV, it can also be found on that platform.
0: What is, can you spell that?
1: K-W-E-L-I-T-V.
0: Perfect, because I don't even know about that platform. So I'm glad that you just mentioned that. You got to support, definitely got to support. Um, so- after that documentary, well, let's let's go back a little bit. How easy or difficult was it for you to put that together?
1: Have you ever looked at the credits of a film? Mm-hmm. How many people do you see in the credits? Seven
0: hundred and fifty-two
1: thousand. Yeah. So imagine <laughs> not having that seven hundred and fifty-two thousand people, and you doing the bulk of all of those jobs. So it was oh, definitely, it was enjoyable because the thing was like when I was responding to a bunch of emails for my own project, it mm-hmm. hits different than when I'm drowning in emails at a like nine to five style job where it's like, this isn't my passion. So it's right. one of those things like, yes, it was hard. Yes, sweat and tears, like real tears. Like I'm actually crying. Like that happened during the <laughs> process. But overall- one of the most rewarding things i've ever done
0: that's dope that is dope do you feel that the message was well received um, to your target audience
1: yeah i was actually really surprised at you know because when it comes to you know honestly when it comes to veganism and at the time you know veganism is kind of trendy now Right. But when I came out with my film, it wasn't as trendy and mainstream. So you, I would talk to my black friends about veganism and they would straight laugh me out. So I was really <laughs> surprised when some of those same people that were laughing at me, you know, they would watch my film and then they reach out to me a year later like, hey, Jazz, I ain't never tell you, but I actually cut out meat and I feel great. Like I, I didn't know how it hit some of my friends.
0: Wow. But it did. That is that is major. That's major. And so to know that you made that with the desire in mind to impact people who were either consuming meat, right? And not knowing the, the disadvantages that it had on their body or people who were on the fence, right? Cause I, I was on the fence for a long time about, about meat, no meat, meat, no meat. And um, it was more so a personal thing. It really wasn't about veganism or vegetarian lifestyle. It was more so just me trying to figure out what worked best for my body. And mm-hmm. as I realized like, yo, I eat certain things, I feel a different way. When I'm younger, you know, you're young, you move and you eat on the go, you don't know what's making you feel what you're feeling. But I used to get really bad headaches all the time. And I never, I just thought I had migraines. People always say migraines, migraines, migraines. Like, okay, cool, that's a migraine. But then one day I'm like, yo, this headache, what did I have, what did I do to make myself have this headache? And I went back to the day before. And I realized every single time I either ate bacon or hot dogs, I would get a debilitating headache the next day, like horrible the next day to the point where I could barely open my eyes. And it would shut me down for hours. And it's I'm like, yo, how? So what I did was I said, let me do an experiment on myself. Experiment on myself. And this was maybe 10 years ago. And I stopped eating pork. I stopped eating any kind of pork whatsoever. And what I realized was I had not gotten those headaches for a very long time. So I said, you know what? Let's test this out. Let's test and see if this is really the catalyst. So I gave myself permission to have pork. Next day, headache.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, what's, what is this? And so now it's to the point where if something even has like a tiny bit of pork in it, I can, I know right away. Right. And so I don't eat meat. Um there are times that I give myself permission to have meat, but I don't like those times, but I also don't like punishing myself like you can't have meat, but I yeah. also know that it's limited. It's very 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 rare that I do it. Um I do keep seafood in my diet. I definitely keep seafood in my diet and that's something that I need to find uh a substitution for like that protein and the benefits that you get from uh the seafood for a man. I haven't found anything to substitutes that yet, but uh, maybe after this we can talk about that and you can help me find some of those things. But I personally know that my body is grateful for my transition. Like it's definitely not the same body that it was before. So like um, like I talked about in our talk and like something you just mentioned earlier, I go on my walk every single day. And, and my walk turns from a walk to a jog. A lot of sometimes it's a run and I'm running at speeds. I haven't ran since high school. I know I wouldn't be able to do that if I was still consuming what I was doing before. I wouldn't even have the energy to do it. And like mm-hmm. now, my lifestyle is, is so different. I have the energy all day. Like people are like, yo, what are you on? I'm like, I'm on nothing. I'm absolutely on nothing. Like if I do consume any legal drugs in my state, um, I I do it to relax or meditate. I don't do it to just be like, yo, I'm stressed or whatever. No, I do it to meditate. I do it to go deeper into my thoughts. I don't do it for leisure or just chilling or because I had a tough day. I don't, I don't do that. I have the energy to go through the whole day just as is. I don't really need any catalyst. I don't drink coffee like ever. Um, I really don't have any kind of stimulus that adds that to my life. It's just, I go. So um, I know that I wasn't like that before, right? I was in a space where I did have coffee before, when I was working jobs at the time, during the time I was still eating meat, I would drink coffee. And I'm like, nah, this doesn't this doesn't sit right with me. It feels wrong. This feels off to my body. And so I really just made that transition at that point. But then when I stopped the meat, it felt so much better. My body felt better, resp- responding better. People were like, yo, when you hit a certain age, you're going to feel this and feel that. And I'm like, I don't feel these things that you're talking about. But I also don't eat like you eat. I also don't live like you live. So um, there's a difference there. So I'm glad that you have that out there. And I'm glad it impacted people the way you wanted it to. So my next question to you is this: What is something that is a passion project of yours that you have not told people about that is either in the works or you cannot wait to announce that it is in the works?
1: You want to know my secret? You want to know where the bodies are buried?
0: Mm-hmm. Show me the map.
1: So, because it's you. Okay. So, one thing that I want to work on. The industry. The industry is almost like, I, I, want to, I don't want to say an abusive boyfriend, but then I, I do want to say that. It's almost like an abusive boyfriend mm-hmm. that knows how to, like, really hit your spot, but at the same time, also knows how to really tear you down. Mm. And I think a lot of people, when they work in TV, whether they're in front of the camera or behind the camera, you know, we post our photos and we make people think, you know, the life is so glamorous. People are probably jealous, clamoring for our lives, but they don't understand a lot of the really shady things that go on behind camera and how a lot of people are treated. Um, How people are exploited, how people are not given benefits. Like a lot of people who work in the industry, they don't own houses, they can't afford them. You know, they don't have retirement, they don't have health care. You know, one expensive operation could send them into bankruptcy, but but that's not what they're portraying, you know. So I almost would love to do a call out project, a whistleblowing project where I talk Mm. about like a lot of the stuff that's going on in the industry. That would be my dream project because I love this industry so much. And I, sometimes I feel like, you know, I question myself, like, is it really um, my purpose to participate in it as is, or is it my purpose to really create change within it so that creative people that come after me, they are participating in an ethical, artistic endeavor, which is not what I'm seeing when I work on shows.
0: Yo. I just want to say kudos to you in advance for um, restructuring the industry. <laughs> <laughs> and And the reason I, I took that long pause and that deep breath and made it so exaggerative and you know dramatic like I like to do is because I have the same feeling about the industry that I am in. It's such a horrible space in certain ways people put their trust in people, but they are only a number to these people, right? It's not as bad as you described to me. However, it's just as bad as you described to the clients who are taking advantage of, who are putting their trust in these people. And all they talk about is, are these, you know, 10K months, 20K months and all these things. And it's great. You know, nothing's wrong with making money at what you do. But a lot of these same people, I rarely ever hear them talk about the transition for their clients. And I rarely ever hear them talk about how you impacted someone's life, right? The 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 major breakthroughs, the aha moments, like that's the currency when you're in this kind of space and people are taking that currency and forfeiting it just to say they got a 10 K month. And I'm like, that, that's the goal. The goal is the 10 K. Those come, those come right if you're good at what you do those will come but if you're not if you're if you're a horrible person do you really want 10k from telling people you're helping them you really not you're giving them this cookie cutter format that isn't applicable to everybody they're getting 30 percent of the results they could have got like to me i feel like it's become almost like making it to the nba right like it's like oh i want to get to the league you no A lot of people want to get the NBA because they love basketball, but they also never want to work a regular job, right? Mm -hmm. This is different. This is you wanna this work is about helping people. This work is about building different mindsets. And really, we're superheroes, right? We're superheroes. And you tell them you want to take your cape off. You want to take the cape off. You just want to get paid like you were a superhero, but you don't really want to be a superhero. So that's my vent about that. So I can relate and I really, really, really congratulate you in advance for um restructuring the ethical side of of that industry and I really yeah I'm excited about that I'm excited about that I don't know when you're going to do it but I I know that um I'll be available to to listen to all ideas
1: I'm down
0: I'm definitely (laughs) yeah I'm definitely down with that the dragon about to burn some shit up the dragon the dragon so (laughs) You know you're in my phone as a dragon, right? <laughs> I promise you're in you. My
1: phone. You're in my phone as Iron Man.
0: I, yes. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. Bet. So people don't know what that means, but my favorite character is Iron Man. Um, I don't have my phone with me because I would quote you the reason why I use that. I want to use the exact same quote. Um,
1: Do you remember what I said about that? I, no, I don't. I don't yeah. give me the quote. Okay.
0: All right, so it's it's a, it's a, it's, a, it's me, I said it, um but I'm quoting me. Basically no. Iron Man pretends that he doesn't care about anything because he cares a lot about everything and he wants to make the world a better place. He wants to do great things, but he also has to make sure that people don't know that that's really what he wants to do because then the pressure is even further, you know, or even more intense. I don't think that's exactly what I said, but it's close to that, something like that you know like when you look you know at what?
1: i think you might be a bit of a hybrid though cuz i feel like tony stark does have that like no fucks energy you don't have that energy like you definitely give like captain america energy but i can see with i can see you still resonating with iron man because of the fact like he really does care a lot like give his life he cares so i, I-
0: but see well wait but see here's the thing that's the that's the magic about it, right? He cares a little, so much. He cares more than Captain America. That's the that's the thing. He cares more than Captain America, right? So a lot of people when you see Tony Stark, he seems like an asshole. But that's the version of him that he has to portray in order to protect his vulnerability because he's vulnerable because he lost so much in his life, so for instance, yeah, in Iron Man 2, I believe it was when he was like, You ever, you watch Iron Man 2, right? You, you're you a Marvel buff, so I know you know, I've that. seen all,
1: all
0: right, of, yeah. right? I'm, I'm sorry about that, I apologize. Um, in Iron Man 2, when he was with a little boy, right, he was being a complete jerk to the little boy, but he also yeah. sent the little boy like thousands and thousands of dollars worth of stuff, knowing that he it, it automatically was cataloging what he was going to do for this boy when he first met the boy. Like, he cares so much, but he has to pretend like he doesn't because he has to maintain that level of, I can't let anybody in because I lose the people I let in. Every single movie.
1: I agree. But I've never seen that with you. Like, you've never given off. You don't give off jerk energy. You give off you care energy. So I do agree with you. You know, I agree with the um, why you feel like.
0: I I feel like you don't
1: give off jerk energy.
0: That's not fair. Now I'm about to give off jerk energy. All right. So listen. <laughs> wait. Wait. Um, so we'll be back after this mess. <laughs> Our sponsor. Um, who, who's it really like gangster sponsor? No, it's... You know,
1: you know what this kind of reminds me of? I used I remember I used to think I was like thick. You know how dudes like thick girls and I used to walk around thinking I was thick. And i would be like, yeah, thick, thick. And then this dude from like Detroit kind of stopped me in my tracks and was like, uh, hey friends not hey friend (laughs) hey friend um you are not thick (laughs) like you're athletic you're in good shape like you look amazing but you and meg the stallion y'all are in two different categories
0: (laughs) i feel like i'm having that moment right now so i appreciate you this is my hey friend moment this is my hey friend moment
1: yeah like but no but you still like his his passion towards righteousness yes but you do not come off as a jerk you You know i'm editing
0: editing this out of the show so just so you know i'm not (laughs) all right fine whatever whatever but that's where iron man came from the concept of iron man came from and i like to take things apart put them back together and make them work better and i'm always willing to fall on the sword so that's that um so we're gonna move from that topic because (laughs) conflicting uh opinions here um so
1: because i said you're not a jerk
0: yes People don't know need to know how I care. They don't know that I care about them. They don't. Need, they do need to know that. That's personal information. That's for me to know and for them not to know. You just snitched on me.
1: Okay. I hope your your followers. I hope they hear this toxic masculinity.
0: Yes, extreme toxic masculinity. <laughs> I am extreme toxic masculinity.
1: I, mean, I can't not, even, honestly, I can't even like say it with a straight
0: face though like
1: i'm not mad at toxic masculinity like when everybody be trying to like throw it out the window i'm just like well hold on we can do we can look you know how girls would say they part indian like i feel like a guy like yeah I like part toxic masculinity just a little bit
0: no little i'll i'll never <laughs> let people know my toxic stuff man i don't have, I don't have excuse me let me rephrase that i don't have any toxic stuff <laughs> <laughs> i don't have any toxic stuff i'm purebred none of it um yeah purebred anti-toxic so (laughs) i'm i'm captain planet when it comes to toxic energy okay i have none don't look don't none of it here none of it here (laughs) all right so all right since we're on that you know let's 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 just dump into some random i told you one random question so my one random question all right if you could be a cartoon character i normally say this for the end but if you could be a cartoon character and it's Sad because I probably feel like you already know what you're about to say. Um, if you could be one cartoon character, who would it be and why? Oh, it's a question she doesn't
1: have the answer to. I know. I don't have a quick one for this. Uh, oh, I know. I know. And I feel, well, no, nah, I feel like it's because you just gave me that reference. But you were talking about Captain Planet. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember Captain Planet. You remember Mother Earth? Yes, Gaia. Like she was, you know, no. she was like the goddess. Okay, and she just come floating out in her little purple dress. Like you know, we gotta protect this planet, y'all. Right. Like, and she was
0: smooth, like
1: smooth. Her voice, like everything she right. did, she had a calming presence about her. And yeah. then you know it was just kind of like again, like I told you, I'm not a pack animal. I'm more of a, you know, I'm more of a lioness with mine. Where it's like I'm the protector of like my people, but y'all don't really see me. Right. With everybody like that. And I feel like that was Gaia's vibe, like just this lone, beautiful warrior. Okay. So that's me.
0: Fine. Fine. I was hoping you said something. That I could be like, nah, you ain't got that energy. <laughs> but whatever. You ain't got that's... the
1: juice. You ain't got the juice.
0: You ain't got the juice. That's cool, though. All right. I can see that. I could definitely see that. So I'm pretty sure, based on me talking oh, about. Oh, no, 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 it, no. I'm
1: sorry. Can I answer? No, I know who I want to be. If you
0: know, about this is my show, right? you know this is my show right you can't just i'm just i'm just go ahead you can
1: see
0: you can, I can talk. you can talk you can talk, you can talk now
1: sorry 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 so pinky and a brain do you remember that cartoon
0: mm-hmm.
1: every day brain's ass was like Pinky be like, "What you doing, Brain?" Brain is like, "I'm trying." Same to thing take I do every
0: the day. Every, the same
1: thing I do every day. Yep. Like I'm trying to, I'm trying to get this. That'd world. be you. That'd be you. <laughs> I feel like that's me. Like I'm out here. Trying, what you trying to do, Jasmine? I'm trying to get this world, this whole ass world. <laughs> yeah. So that is the cartoon character I would be.
0: So you changed it from this peaceful, <laughs> Mother Earth character that was just graceful and just super chill you had this great description of why and all these things and you're like nah I'm pinky
1: matter of fact yeah my duality is real
0: like yeah I'm with that Uh, I'll give you that so I want to dig into something that we talked about earlier and I want to talk about their journey to becoming a mermaid I'm pretty sure there's some people that I know that want to know how the hell do you do that
1: uh you go to mermaid school
0: well that's it guys you go to mermaid school
1: go to mermaid school like i went to bali i signed up for mermaid school and that's how i became a mermaid
0: like duh (laughs) duh you ain't know that
1: Uh, but no i mean something like that like during the pandemic you know we things were kind of shut down so i was just like well if, if i'm gonna be stuck in that house i might as well do it in a really beautiful tropical island location so i booked a one-way flight to bali and at the time they made me book a, uh, a round trip but i canceled the other leg of the flight as soon as i got there but yeah so i just went to bali and i looked at bali as an opportunity to get away from who i was like just leave my identity behind there is no jasmine the producer jasmine the actress jasmine the girlfriend jasmine the daughter it's like i just came out as a blank slate And I just decided to let Bali do with me me whatever it wanted to. And I remember seeing um, an advertisement for Mermaid School. And when I saw it, at first I laughed, but then I was just like, wait, you know, it reminded me of uh, my childhood dreams when I was a little girl who watched The Little Mermaid and wanted to be a mermaid. And I was just like, you know what, this could be really dope. And I signed up and then on the weekends I would like train with my mermaid tail. And then, you know, we took a trip to the other side of the island and we dive down to like this sunken ship in the Balinese sea with our mermaid tails and like took pictures with all the fish and the coral. And it was truly one of the most unique experiences I've ever had in my life. And it it was like a dream.
0: Did you find treasure in the sunken ship?
1: I did not find. You know what? Yes. Yes. No meta, No did.
0: metaphoric treasure. <laughs> no meta. I know where you're going. No metaphoric treasure. Actual treasure. I'm trying to get this money out here in these streets. Did you find some gold? Let me hold that. That's what I'm trying to
1: <laughs> No. <laughs> All right,
0: fine. Tell us about the treasure. No you
1: gold. Found. No, no, no. You're right. I was about to go. I was about to go into the. No, go ahead.
0: Tell us about the treasure. I know. I know where you are going. Go ahead. You go there. <laughs> you have permission.
1: Emory, I found myself. <laughs> no, but but I did. I found a part of myself that I don't usually get to interact with. You know, like sometimes when we become adults, I don't know what adults had a meeting and said, "Let's all be serious." Like I don't know who agreed on that shit. But
0: no. <laughs> <laughs> I need to be at the next meeting. We I, need to I be know, at
1: the I next, need to next meeting. meeting like adults let's stop we don't need to be serious let's put on mermaid fins and just be swimming around in the sea and cut these work hours down right (laughs) and And let's
0: get some iron man suits and some dragon wings and some fire Like, let's do that like why we got to be serious why we gotta (laughs) and why we gotta have the news like can we just do (laughs) can we just do cartoons from six to seven can CNN be like cartoon (laughs) now network instead of like whatever it is I don't want to I don't want to do that. I don't want to know there's always some looming, gory crap going on. And then you cycle it 24 hours a day. Like, who said that was smart? Like, you know what? Let's make them so petrified of living that we share this same shit every day, 24 hours a day.
1: Every day. Like, and and people watch it. Every time I turn, I, I don't watch the news, but on every time I chime back in, like once every few years. It's almost like Not the, once same, every the same story with like recycled people. Like I know if I turn on the news it's going to be like, okay, some black man got shot by a cop. Somebody got raped. Some political official did something stupid. Like it's going to be the same things just with different every people. I'm t- just like, t- I, don't t- I don't know if I need this in my psyche every day.
0: Yo, Pretty I, sure I, w- I was, I went to my dad. I went to visit my dad the other day, right? And but he wanted me he he invited me over to talk don't you hate those people who invite you over to talk but when you get there they gotta finish something first like oh, why
1: did you have happening.
0: me come over well you're different you know yeah, you're yeah, dragging, yeah. no i've so.
1: had i've had different versions of that yeah
0: so i get over there and he's like, oh, I just want to finish watching the headlines first. Say, said, dad, you know, these headlines didn't change since earlier, right? Like they're the same headlines that you watched 12 o'clock news and the four o'clock news. And now it's the six o'clock news. And you're still watching the same headlines. You do know. And he's asking me questions like, you know, what's going on over there in, in Ukraine, right? He asked me this every couple of months. I know what's going on over there from the version of it that I know. I don't want to talk about that, though. I don't want to talk about that with you. We got bigger issues right here in this house, in this room that you invited me to talk to you. in. I don't want to, you know what I'm saying? But that to me is like the ultimate intentional frustration. Like, I don't want to intentionally frustrate myself. Like, yeah. I want to have as much peace and power over my day as possible why would I want to give it to CNN or the Fox news or the ABC or the E, whatever? I don't, why would I want to give that to them? So I am very glad that I forgot what the hell I was talking about. So, (laughs) so
1: to your point, like I, with me in the news, I can't, I don't like hearing about a bunch of problems. If I know that I'm not going to do anything to solve them. So I think, you know, even the Ukraine thing, you know, everybody finds it necessary to stay, you know, like, oh, let me keep watching this. Let me know everything that's going on. It's just like, well, are you going to send any money to the people over there? Because otherwise, you know, a lot of what we do as Americans, like we watch these heinous stories as we sit at home, like on our iPhones, and then we use it as like a conversation point and nothing more. And it's just like, well, at that point, what's the what's the point? Like if you are are watching these stories, they should inspire people to do something to to better the human condition. But if you're not inspired to do anything about the stuff that you see, like, honestly, I think there's no purpose of watching it. And some people will say like, oh, to stay informed, to be informed, right, to an an extent. Like, I, I don't know. I mean, like something like rape that's been present since the world started. You know there will always be a rape case like do i need that information do i need to know exactly who was raped and why for my survival no i don't need to be informed about things like that right but you could inform me on how to make the world a better place like you could put that in the news you can start putting solutions in the news yeah. which i think would be a better thing to inform people on
0: yeah that and that's a that's another industry that needs a makeover so maybe when you get done with the tv and film industry We could tackle the news industry together. We could could tackle the news industry together because, I mean, I don't even want to spend too much time on the news. Because when I think of news, I I don't get depressed, but I get upset. I get upset. So I'm going to not talk about it. I even said this to my father. I'm like, yo, dad, remember when the news used to be like sandwich style? Like, it'd be like, oh, well, we, you know, this shooting in such and such and such a place and this dog show and then it'd be like like they used to have dog shows on the news all the time do you remember that
1: i do not i okay, don't remember so, the dog show <laughs> i
0: was so, never
1: into the news
0: i never was either but it was always playing when i was getting ready for school because my grandmother used to always have the news on when i would get ready for school and they'd have birthdays they'd have like stuff it would be it would be like a a nice of information and now Which it's city just where like, you in buffalo in new york
1: oh maybe they weren't really damn popping in buffalo like that
0: you're trying to say
1: i'm just saying like if you were no, i mean what you're see, trying to... like the crack capital of the world like they might have we... been
0: <laughs> You trying to you're trying to say you're trying to say buffalo whack i'm
1: trying to say what buffalo they i think they might just be a little less crime written but i don't know buffalo so let me not speak on it mm-hmm. all right if it's the murder capital of the world let me know <laughs>
0: not the world. You know what? We're going to go somewhere else with this conversation. All right. So I'm going to ask you some questions. They're going to be kind of rapid fire because we kind of go over time. And I know that you said you really don't want to talk to me past a half hour. So that's cool. Um. So the next question is, what is the obstacle that you faced in getting either getting into the industry that you're in or while in the industry, in the industry that you're in? And what did you do to overcome that obstacle? If you can talk about it.
1: Uh, <laughs> um, one of the biggest obstacles I faced was honestly having to, um, having to like relax my ethics. That was one of the hardest parts because when you work in TV, there's parts of the job that are amazing. Like I've been at work. And it's just like, I'm at work and there's Beyonce three feet away from me. You know, like the average person doesn't get that on their work day. So it's like, you have these amazing experiences, but then you also have these other experiences where you're just like, this doesn't feel right with my heart, Mm. Um, but it's not murder. So I'm going to do it for this paycheck, but I'm not necessarily proud of it. So I think that's one of the hardest parts of the industry, like relaxing your ethics. And now i got over that by kind of making a deal with myself like jazz you know what if you go back if you do any um when you work on any show or anything if things ethically start getting too out of hand you know like little stuff is just like all right i'll turn i'll turn my head but like once it starts getting to a level like you have to speak up Mm -hmm. loudly and proudly and that's what i've done and how has that been received Oh, sometimes Overall. you don't get, you don't get brought back. Like you don't get brought back. You stand up for yourself and it's just like, well, I know I'm not coming back the next season, but glad, glad you know how I felt.
0: Right. Has there ever been the time that you did express yourself and they took that information and, and kind of made the situation better?
1: Um. Not, no, usually no, because a lot of TV shows, they're a machine. And, you know, they'll deliver budgets and then Mm -hmm. they'll have to, you know, in in these budgets, of course, they exploit the people working on the show in order to make it for such a cheap price. So if you're one of the lone people complaining, it's almost like you're standing between million dollar TV shows and execs and their money. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times like they they don't intend to change. They just not going to bring you back. Because the industry also, because it's so glamorous, you can find high schoolers. You can find people straight out of high school that are tech savvy. That are like, oh, I'll do this job for free. Or I'll do this job for, you know, $400, $500 a week. So it's almost like in TV, you're so expendable. that mm. when you call stuff out, it's just like, oh, okay. We can find 80 people lined up who would kill to do your job at half the price. It's wow. hard to get change when it's like that. Wow.
0: That's deep. Very deep. Mm. I've like a lot of questions about that, but I won't go into them here because that's a rabbit hole. I feel like there's a rabbit hole. I feel like you I think I feel like you were ready for me to go to the rabbit hole. I mean, so but No, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. Like
1: I'm not going to take the bait.
0: Not this time. Not this time. But um so what piece of advice and I feel like you just gave a really great piece of advice just now about speaking up for yourself and understanding that you may lose the gig but you won't lose yourself right um what piece of advice would you have for somebody who may be entering into that industry or any industry where they have to be ethically aware of where they are and you know what would you say to that person or how would you have a conversation with that person
1: Oh, if I was talking to someone who was going, who wanted to go into the entertainment industry, I would first tell them always be honest with yourself um, and what you came in the industry to do. Like if you came in the industry to be an artist, then you know you shouldn't be letting people take advantage of you. You shouldn't uh, take part in exploiting other people. Like you have to really ask yourself: Is what I'm doing is it spiritually aligned? with what I came on this earth to do. And if you feel a disconnect, then it's time to recalibrate. And then also I would tell anyone coming in this industry to make sure you protect yourself. Like I know a lot of people who work in entertainment, again, a field where they do not like to give you benefits. They don't like to give you retirement. They don't like to give you healthcare. One accident can bankrupt them. Make sure if you go into this industry, you protect yourself so that's not you. Make sure you're saving up so you can get a house. And you're not, you know, in your 50s, 60s, still renting and with no retirement. So you gotta bag groceries at 80 just to like stay afloat. So yeah, I would just say protect yourself, be responsible, financially responsible, and yeah, like make sure what you're doing um professionally aligns with you spiritually. I
0: like that. I like that a lot. So I have two more i have two more questions
1: two Two more questions
0: two more questions yes so the next question i have for you is who is someone that you wish you could work with that you haven't worked with yet and i'm going to give you the second one right now the second question is who is someone that you always wanted to work with that you did get a chance to work with
1: you know what honestly when it comes to those questions like who would you love to work with who would you, uh, like, who's your hero, all that. Working in the industry has taught me, like, you don't really know people until you know someone. So, like, if I'm saying, like, oh, I wish I could work with Steven Spielberg or something, like, it's like, yeah, he's a great director. I don't know him personally. I don't know how he treats people. I don't know if, you know, I, I don't know. I think he, he looks like a great guy. But my point being, my point is, I don't... I've learned not to put anyone on a pedestal that I do not know. So if I was working on something, honestly, I want to work with like a best friend, like someone I know and someone I trust.
0: Okay, that makes sense. So to answer this question properly, let me reframe this answer. Um, So someone you would really want to work with and you haven't worked with yet on a film is me? that's, the, yes, that's, sure. that's, that's the, the answer that's
1: the answer how did you know perfect I, you know how what you know?
0: it's on my cue card over here i got little like questions you know? with answers and that was like that uh that was b like i was Beyonce it was a i was b
1: you were and definitely then a. nobody
0: a. was c so i was a okay perfect. Definitely
1: A. yeah
0: okay perfect so now the last question the last question of the two questions is okay. tell people it's never been a question it's more of a like me just talking tell people where they can find you how they can check you out and just where to check out your work. Like, I want you to go in on a rant right now and just tell them everything. Google me. Don't do that. Don't
1: do that. Don't. You've been waiting to say that. You've been waiting to say that. Your character just dropped. Like, you just lost like 500 points. No, 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 no. no. I mean, seriously, you can, but um, so here's the thing. I'm on social media, but I'm not one that, like, tough. I have a really funny relationship with it so you can find me on social media uh jasmine underscore c underscore leva or the invisible vegan you can find me i have a website jasminelava.com or the invisible vegan.com um and yeah if you do want to see some of my you know talks you can go on youtube and just google my name and like my stuff will come up so okay. that's where you can find me
0: awesome now Now that the show is over, I'm not done. This is going to be on there as well.
1: The
0: third question, guys. This is Yeah, this is off. We're done. The questions are done. I want to know more about the project where you were like a killer.
1: Oh, my God. On
0: YouTube, on your YouTube channel.
1: Oh, my God. So.
0: I never talked to you about this. Ah. So I want to know about this project where you were like a killer. Like, tell me about this project and like what I who was involved just tell me about the project like just so y'all know like she she might kill you
1: oh my god so <laughs> so i feel like um so i feel like i'm a very considerate person like i'm super considerate and you know etiquette is very important to me and it's certain things that people no one
0: ever with. answers a killer question like this i'm not talking to you i'm talking to them be careful with people who answer a question about killing people like this Keep going. Yeah. yeah, I'm a considerate person. Is, like, what? Whoa, whoa.
1: This is some. This is yeah. So this is a real life psycho shit. American psycho. Um, so yeah, I'm a I'm a super considerate person, and I just noticed where so many inconsiderate things are just becoming like mainstream habits. Like, for example, people will flake at the last minute, and I, it, it like it's one of those things. Like when people do it to me, like I literally have to hold back my nuclear missile that I want to send to their homes and even like people showing up late like I'll get to I'll get somewhere and I'm like uh do you think it's okay for me to be sitting in this restaurant waiting on your ass like fucking hired help for 45 minutes like it's things like that it as you can tell like it just it's a certain chord and so I decided to channel that energy into Almost like not a fantasy, because I don't hope people will die, but someone who every time someone does some inconsiderate bullshit to her, she just finds some creative way to just kill them and just rid the world of them. So that was, and, and a lot of things on the, uh, in the show, like you can relate to, like, you know, if you're in your car and then that person comes with that dirty water, that dirty squeegee water, and you're like, no, I'm good. And they spray it on your car anyway. You know, it was an episode like that. And I killed the dude that did it, you know? <laughs> So I just thought it was a fun. It was just a fun outlet.
0: It was very dope. It was dope, and I and I brought that up because I want people to know, like, there's content out there where you can get to see who she really is, right?
1: <laughs> <No>. <laughs> you could get to why see I gotta who, be she, who I really am?
0: You can get to see who she truly is, but no, um, I thought it was really cool. Like the birthday one was my favorite. I'm not gonna tell nobody about the birthday one. The birthday one was my favorite. Um. And then the one with the, the I think the the best friend and the birthday one similar or same, and um, yeah I mean it's dope. So all of that to say, go check this person out. Right, go check out Jasmine's page. Go check out the website. Go check out the Invisible Vegan. If you have somebody in your life that is struggling with their health, that is struggling with things to do with their health, and they don't know where to turn, they talk to doctors and they haven't had answers. Check out The Invisible Vegan. You might learn something that you didn't know, and it might help you transition yourself or somebody you care about into a lifestyle that may help them, right? I'm not advocating for veganism. I want you to make your own decision. I'm advocating for information. Go get the information. It may help you. If you use it, great. If you don't, it's still a dope documentary. Go check it out. You might see some people you like in there, and it's directed and created by this individual right here, Jasmine, super dope, the dragon. So before I let you go, any last words you got for anybody, for the people?
1: I just want to say thank you to everyone who has joined us on what is and will be the best episode of Coach Emery's podcast.
0: Wow. <laughs> the
1: best, the best. And okay. a special thank you to you for having me. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of what you're creating. And I feel like you create a really safe space to black for Black women in your life. And I appreciate you. Uh,
0: wow. Well, thank you. That's that's a high standard to hold me, to. I can't let any of my toxic male energy out now. Um, So I appreciate you as well. Thank you for taking out your time. Thank you for taking the time to hang out with me today. Um, Are you in Cali right now? Is it West Coast time for you right now?
1: Yeah, it's West Coast.
0: Okay, well, thank you for- I'm in
1: Sherman Oaks. Well, I'm in LA, LA but Sherman Oaks. I don't really get it yeah i don't think it
0: didn't feel right Um, yeah i don't really get it nah i'm gonna keep it in there i want them to know (laughs) i didn't get it (laughs) so 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 again y'all check this out i appreciate y'all for watching or listening depending on which way you're doing this make sure you subscribe make sure you check this out check her out as well and come back next time this is dope as we always like to do i like to inspire but have a little bit of fun thank you as always be dope and be great peace
1: Sherman Oaks! Yes. <laughs>